This is the Sand with Lynette podcast. You have episode 12, Grateful in All Circumstances. What would your life be like if you knew you could stand firmly on the covenant path, come what may? My name is Lynette Shepard, and I am here to help you do just that. If you are a Latter-day Saint woman with a desire to brighten your faith as the world grows darker, you are in the right place. Together, let's stand. Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Stand with Lynette podcast. I am so glad that you're here. I feel super honored to be your guide along this journey wherever you are in your journey to stand. I'm grateful to be a part of it. Thank you for listening, for being here, for sharing, for rating, for reviewing, for helping me to get the word out about this new podcast. And all of the ratings and reviews are so much appreciated. And having said that, I would like to read this week's review of the week from Fatty McFat Kid. By the way, love the name, Fatty McFat Kid. She says, listening to Lynette's podcast truly is time well spent in my week. She helps me examine my life for the adjustments I can make in order to fill a spirit more in my life. Her stories from her own life, along with President Nelson's teachings and other wise words, illustrate so well how we can do small things to improve our lives. For all those who are seeking to truly follow Jesus Christ, Stand is a safe place to learn and grow. Thank you so much for that thoughtful review, Fatty McFat Kid. That just makes me so happy. It makes me feel amazing to know that you are getting something out of this podcast. And if you will contact me via Instagram, via DM, via email, via contact form on my website, lynetteshepard.com, I would be happy to send you a, a small gift as a thank you. And if you would like to be featured as the reviewer of the week, leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with Tell me something that you have learned in the podcast, something that has made an impact on you, that has helped you to be better, something that has stood out. And I would love to feature your review on the air and send you a small gift as a thank you. So let's jump into today's topic, which is being grateful in all circumstances. Are you able to be grateful in all circumstances? This is somewhat of a challenge, I think, for most of us to be grateful in our trials and the hard things in our lives. But today we're going to talk about how we might be able to do a little better at that, to reframe what's going on in our lives into a place of gratitude. I'm going to start off by elaborating a bit, going a bit deeper into a story that I told you last week about my son Carson. When he was four years old, he was diagnosed with an aneurysmal bone cyst that required surgery for them to clean out, and then he was supposed to be off his heel for six weeks following that surgery to allow the bone graft to heal and kind of harden and so that he could walk again. And finally, it had been six weeks. And for a four-year-old, that is a long time to stay off of your foot, right? But he was a good sport and he stayed off his foot for six weeks. And finally, he was able to walk again. And within just a couple of days after being able to walk again, every step caused excruciating pain. And a trip to the surgeon's office revealed a bone infection which is not good, my friends. And he sent us straight to the hospital for an emergency surgery. 
A five-day hospital stay followed this surgery because bone infections are notoriously difficult to treat. And then he went home with a pick line and six more weeks that turned into six months of being unable to walk. For a four-year-old who is super active and loves to run and jump and climb and play, six weeks felt like forever, which again turns into six more months. When I brought him home from the hospital, I was beyond discouraged. Seeing him in pain and unable to walk or play with the other kids tore my heart into a million pieces. And at that point, I was feeling anything but grateful. Then I got a text from a friend. She said, have you heard what happened to Tyler Halsey? I was in my own little world of despair and had heard nothing. Tyler was the same age as my oldest son, and he was the son of one of my friends and had been diagnosed with an aggressive brain tumor the same weekend that Carson was in the hospital for his emergency surgery. Tyler's chances of recovery were almost non-existent. Carson, on the other hand, would undoubtedly recover with time. In a single instant, my despair turned to gratitude. Not being able to walk was infinitely better than, be, than facing an inoperable, incurable brain tumor. While Carson's condition came with its own set of challenges, I was overwhelmed with thankfulness that we were not staring death in the face. Experiencing, noticing, and appreciating contrast is one of the secrets to a grateful life. Without tasting bitter, we would not know sweet. Without the cold and barren days of winter, spring would not feel as warm and inviting with its blossoms, flowers, and new life. While Carson was struggling, contrast gave me gratitude that his condition was curable. When he overcame his physical ailments, contrast led me to feel overjoyed that he could walk and play. Simple things I had previously taken for granted felt like lavish gifts from heaven. If we lived a life where everything was always easy and happy and comfortable, we would not learn, grow, or progress. Without experiencing discomfort or pain, we would not realize happiness or joy. Without contrast, life would be stagnant and colorless. Yet we often wish for a life of ease, not realizing we would miss out on the beauty and growth that comes through difficulty if we got our wish. When I was 16 years old, I experienced one of the most challenging years of my life. My best friend, whom I loved and adored with my whole heart, betrayed me in a huge way. Almost overnight, I went from having a solid support system of friends to being utterly alone. This happened just months after another dear friend had suddenly stopped talking to me with no explanation. My friends seemed to be dropping like flies. Each day when I went to school, I felt like I was wearing a flashing neon sign that said, nobody likes me. For most of that year, it took almost every ounce of courage and strength I had simply to show up at school each day. Mercifully, things turned around for me the following year. The Lord blessed me with fantastic friends and more happy memories than I can count. The contrast between that year and the previous one was dramatic, and as a result, my heart overflowed with gratitude for things I had previously taken for granted. I would never want to go back and relive that lonely, painful year. But today, I am beyond grateful for every agonizing experience of my youth. 
Through them, I gained empathy and compassion for those who struggle. I learned how to treat people with respect and kindness. When I had nobody else to turn to, I learned to rely on my Savior. I discovered an inner strength great enough to carry me through life's storms. I learned that hard things eventually morph into something worthwhile. However heart-wrenching it was in the moment, I am grateful to have learned those lessons when I was young. And now, my 17-year-old daughter is experiencing some of the same things I did when I was her age. On the one hand, it breaks my heart because I know how hard it is to feel abandoned, overlooked, alone. But on the other hand, I know the lessons she is learning now will bless her life forever because I have experienced that. And because of that, when she comes home in tears because something happened with her friends or because she feels overlooked, I can confidently ask her, what's awesome about this? And when she says, "Uh, nothing, nothing is awesome about this, I can remind her that she is learning how to be a good friend. She is learning how to treat people with respect and kindness and how to have empathy for others who struggle. Those lessons may not seem like much to a 17-year-old girl, but having been on both sides of this fence, I can say without hesitation that the things she is learning are life-changing. I am confident that someday she will look back on these days with gratitude. It is easy to find gratitude looking back over challenges we have overcome, but what about feeling grateful when climbing the mountains of adversity right now, today? Is that even possible? Dieter F. Uchtdorf believes the secret to such a feat is to be grateful in our circumstances rather than being grateful for things. He said, We can choose to be grateful no matter what. This type of gratitude transcends whatever is happening around us. It surpasses disappointment, discouragement, and despair. It blooms just as beautifully in the icy landscape of winter as it does in the pleasant warmth of summer. When we are grateful to God in our circumstances, we can experience gentle peace in the midst of tribulation. In grief, we can still lift up our hearts in praise. In pain, we can glory in Christ's atonement. In the cold of bitter sorrow, we can experience the closeness and warmth of heaven's embrace. Close quote. Gratitude is a choice, my friends, and it can become a way of life. We can choose to be grateful while navigating the mountains of life, not because we love those steep passages, but because the view at the top is incredible. In February of 2021, a missionary serving in Alabama with my son went in for an emergency appendectomy. The surgery went well, but his heart stopped and his lungs filled with fluid while he was in recovery. The doctors were able to revive him, but things were not looking good. Given the uncertainty of the situation, his parents flew from Utah to Alabama to be with him. The mission president posted daily updates about this elder on the mission Facebook page for the first several days. His body seemed to be recovering well, but the lack of oxygen to his brain had resulted in massive setbacks. After a few days, this elder's parents decided to start a Facebook group to keep everyone informed on his status. Nine days into their rocky journey, when things were still looking very bleak, his mom posted this. Today, I am grateful. Grateful Brigham is extubated. Grateful the tests are showing no infection so far. Grateful I can sit at his bedside for hours and talk to him and try to calm him every few minutes. Grateful for peaceful, beautiful music. Grateful he has a feeding tube and is getting fed. Grateful for experienced doctors who are trying to find answers for Brigham. 
grateful for amazing, intuitive, kind, and wise nurses that have the gift of healing and are willing to try to talk to him, calm him, and support him. Grateful I could see my kids this morning and still be here for Brigham. Grateful for Brigham's strong body. Grateful for an optimistic physical therapist who tried to get Brigham to sit up even though it was hard and didn't go well. Grateful for medical technology and advances. Grateful for all of you. Grateful that God is good and hears and answers prayers. Please know your love and prayers sustain us. Close quote. She filled every one of her updates for the months following the incident with hope, faith, gratitude, and positivity. When her ordinarily happy son was so ad agitated he had to be restrained to his bed, she was grateful. When he experienced setback after setback, she was grateful. And of course, she was grateful when he experienced beautiful miracles on the path to healing and normalcy. While I do not doubt she struggled during those months of uncertainty, she had learned to be grateful in her circumstances. And with her gratitude and faith playing center stage, she brought hope to thousands, including me. Her positivity was a bright light in my life, even though we had never met. I was experiencing some intense trials of my own, and if she could be grateful, then so could I. Similarly, Corey Ten Boom and her sister Betsy were courageous Dutch Christians who hid Jews from the Nazis during, during World War II. They were eventually caught, arrested, and sent to Ravensbrück concentration camp. Corey later recounted her experience in the classic book, The Hiding Place. This is a quote from that book. We lay back, struggling against the nausea that swept over us from the reeking straw. Suddenly, I sat up, striking my head on the cross slats above. Something had pinched my leg. Fleas, I cried. Betsy, this place is swarming with them. Here, and another one, I wailed. Betsy, how can we live in such a place? Show us. Show us how. It was said so matter-of-factly, it took me for a second to realize she was praying. More and more, the distinction between prayer and the rest of life seemed to be vanishing for Betsy. Corey, she said excitedly, he's given us the answer. Before we ask, as he always does. In the Bible this morning, where was it? Read that part again. I glanced down the long, dim aisle to make sure no guard was in sight, then drew the Bible from its pouch. It was in First Thessalonians, I said. We were on the third complete reading of the New Testament since leaving home. In the feeble light, I turned the pages. Here it is. Comfort the frightened, help the weak, be patient with everyone, see that none of you repay, repays evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to all. It seemed expressly written for Raven Ravensbrook. Come on, said Betsy, that wasn't all. Oh yes, rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. That's it, Corey, that's his answer. Give thanks in all circumstances. That's what we can do. We can start right now to thank God for every single thing about this new barracks. I stared at her, then around at the dark, foul-aired room. Such as, I asked, such as being assigned here together. I bit my lip. Oh yes, Lord Jesus. Such as what you're holding in your hands. I looked down at the Bible. Yes, thank you, dear Lord, that there was no inspection when we entered here. Thank you for all these women here in this room who will meet you in these pages. Yes, said Betsy, thank you for the crowding here, since we're packed so close that many more will hear. She looked at me expectantly. Corey, she prodded. Oh, all right. Thank you for the jammed, crammed, stuffed, packed, suffocating crowds. Thank you, Betsy went on serenely, for the fleas and for the fleas. This was too much. Betsy, there's no way even God can make me grateful for a flea. Give thanks in 
all circumstances, she quoted. It doesn't say in pleasant circumstances. Fleas are part of this place where God has put us. And so we stood between tiers of bunks and gave thanks for fleas. But this time, I was sure Betsy was wrong. Close quote. Later, they found out that the guards left them alone in their crowded room because it was crawling with fleas. Upon making this discovery, Corey recounted, My mind rushed back to our first hour in this place. I remembered Betsy's bowed head, remembered her thanks to God for creatures I could see no use for. Amid the horrific circumstances of their lives, Corey and Betsy found peace, purpose, and redemption through their gratitude for fleas. Hopefully, we will not ever face the devastation of a Holocaust concentration camp, but we, too, can find reasons to be grateful, no matter the circumstances in our lives. We can be like Job, who, after losing his family, his servants, his livelihood, and his animals, cried, The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We can be like Nephi, who, after he had been tied up by his brothers for four days, did look upon my God and did praise him all the day long and did not murmur against the Lord because of his afflictions. We can be like Joseph Smith, who, while in the dreadful circumstances of Liberty Jail, admonished the saints to cheerfully do all things that lie in our power, and then may we stand still with the utmost assurance to see the salvation of God and for his arm to be revealed. It is not easy to feel grateful when life seems to be stacking cards against us. The natural man in all of us leans towards complaining, self-pity, and cries of, why me? Or this is not fair. But gratitude helps us see differently. Instead of lack, we see abundance. Instead of hardship, we see possibility. Instead of despair, we see hope. For most of us, being grateful in our circumstances takes effort and faith. It requires us to look beyond the obvious to find the hidden gems that fuel our gratitude. It requires us to be noticers. In Andy Andrews' book, The Noticer, which is fantastic, by the way, I highly recommend it. A wise older man named Jones teaches 23-year-old Andy how to succeed in life by changing his perspective. When he met Jones, Andy was homeless, sleeping under a pier on the Alabama Gulf Coast. He felt like his life was a dead end because fate had dealt him a difficult hand. The situation in which you find yourself is fraught with difficulties. Yes, it is also piled high with benefits, Jones tells his young friend. Jones then goes on to teach the law of the universe. Remember, whatever you focus upon increases. When you focus on the things you need, you'll find those things increasing. If you concentrate your thoughts on what you don't have, you will soon be concentrating on other things that you have forgotten you don't have and feel worse. If you set your mind on loss, you are most more likely to lose. But a grateful perspective brings happiness and abundance into a person's life. Close quote. Andy was doubtful. So Jones explained further. Consider this, when we are happy and enthusiastic, other people enjoy being around us. And knowing that once opportunities come from other people, a person everyone enjoys being around gets more opportunities and encouragement. A life filled with opportunities and encouragement finds more and more opportunities and encouragement, and success becomes inevitable. I believe Jones is correct. What we focus on increases, and if we focus on gratitude, we will increase our abundance, happiness, and enthusiasm for life. And at that point, success is the natural result. 
According to Robert Emmons in his book, Gratitude Works, groundbreaking research has shown that when people regularly cultivate gratitude, they experience a multitude of psychological, physical, interpersonal, and spiritual benefits. Gratitude has one of the strongest links to mental health and satisfaction with life of any personality trait, more so than even optimism, hope, or compassion. People who experience gratitude can cope more effectively with everyday stress, show increased resilience in the face of trauma-induced stress, recover more quickly from illness, and enjoy more robust physical health. Many of these effects are quantifiable. Consider these eye-popping statistics. People are 25% happier if they keep gratitude journals, sleep one half hour more per night, and exercise 33% more each week compared to persons who are not keeping these journals. Remember our self-care fundies that we are talking about. This study mentions three of them, sleep, move, and gratitude. Working together account for a 25% increase in happiness among test subjects. If keeping a simple gratitude journal that takes less than five minutes per day can help us feel 25% happier, is it worth the effort? Is it worth the effort, my friends? Are you willing to put it to the test? To that end, your shine challenge for this week is to write down three things you are grateful for every day for the next seven days. Three things you're grateful for. See if it makes a difference in how you feel. Will you feel more hopeful, more joy, more peace in your life by keeping track of the things that you are grateful for? Let's try it. Let's put it to the test. And together, let's stand. Thanks for being here this week, my friends. We will see you back here next week. Thank you for spending a few minutes with me today. If you are ready to dive in deeper and join the stand movement, find me on Instagram at Lynette Shepard. That's two N's, two P's, and an A-R-D, or at LynetteShepard.com. If you like what you heard today, please consider sharing the show with a friend or leaving us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. That works wonders in helping us to find the people that we can help. Thank you again. And remember, you were born to stand. See you next time.